Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Ooh, 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 ooh. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the show. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. It's Wednesday edition. Um, in not in the studio with me remotely, but uh, feels like they're here. Um, we've got Anya in New York. Hey, what up, Anya? Uh, and we got Noah in Arizona, which is also a city. Thank you, Brian. In really Arizona. tiny one. Yeah. Did you look into it? I did. It's like like on the side of a highway or something. <laughs> oh, one of the like the ones that just has a like a rest stop or something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, like a population of five. <laughs> right. And then Brian Frangi is visiting us again from Los Angeles. Welcome yes, back to hello. the show, Brian. Have you ever heard of Zizix? Yeah, I'm obsessed with them. Okay, wait, I don't have them, but I want them so bad. Wait, those are the (laughs) shoes. Wait, they're shoes, right? No, no, no. Zizix is a a roadside town. If you're driving ever no. from L.A. <laughs> I was into... thinking of Kizix. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what no. are Zizix? Zizix. It's a. It's if you're driving from L.A. to I think Las Vegas. I think it's in between L.A. and Las Vegas. You'll see oh, I hate a that green sign for okay. a town called Zizix. It's in the middle of nowhere, and it's Spell spelled. It? 
It's spelled, I might get this wrong, but it's spelled Z-Y-X-X-Y-X-X or something. Yes, I remember. That does, one time I sat on my keyboard and I that came up. <laughs> <laughs> a cat walked across a keyboard and that's how they yes. named that town. Okay, okay, Zizix. Well, how do they name that town? That's what I thought when I was well, did, uh, Okay, did you driving. Google it as you were driving? <laughs> I Googled it. Well, no, I, I, asked, I asked my fiance or wife or whatever to Google it. And uh, we discovered that that the person who named Zizix had a vendetta against the government and <laughs> decided to name the town Zizix just to mess with the people who have to write that into the register. Oh, I man. Good yeah, job, dude. I mean, that would, first... be a, that would be a fun break in my day if I was just writing down towns all day. And then I'm like, what is this one? And that would actually wake me up. I think that's a good thing to do. Z-Y-X-X. Yeah. Y-X. Z-Z top. Z-Z-Y-Z-X. Z-Z-Y-Z-Z-X. Z-Z-Y-Z-X. It was formerly known as Soda Springs. And the guy invented this like, retreat where you could go there and like you know discover yourself and become healthy and mm -hmm. then it's uh turned out to be like a scam and so then the government came after him and then eventually to get a vendetta against them they he named it zizix oh man he showed them yeah. <laughs> that's a creative anyway. angry well, man anya that sounds like a documentary you would want to watch about soda springs yeah. and whatever culty like type self-help yeah, I haven't seen Wild Wild Country, but I hear that's you would love it. It's so well done. That's, that's the next doc that everyone twisting. was into years ago that I need to get into, and I'll be obsessed with it for a week, and no one will want to talk to me about it because they're like, "Yeah, well, we all talked about this already." Mm -hmm. So when you used to have a stand-up joke like that of like, "Do you ever see a movie that everyone's already seen?" and you're like, "Can't stop talking about like I, I'll get that way with like a few good men." I'm like, "Have you guys seen this movie?" <laughs> you're like, yeah, well, it's kind of like you with Succession. It's cool. I like it because yes. you're making me rewatch it like yes. i'll get back into wild wild country <laughs> oh my god i've ha i've talked to so many people about succession that i've actually uh, yesterday i saw my boyfriend's brother tim convey brian frangie's former roommate and i asked him i was like have you have you, are you into succession he goes oh, you already asked me this i'm like i'm already over. And he's like no and i'm like damn it he's like i know i gotta be and i'm like so i'm already like making the rounds through everyone um yeah it's starting a new season is this sunday it's very exciting um so, but the funny thing about you asking me about Zizix is that I literally have an app or like a a note on my phone of like podcast topics, right? And one of them is the shoes. I think I wrote in Zizix. I think I may have uh, erased it. But for a while I had written on here Zizix because I'm obsessed with these shoes that keep getting marketed to me on Instagram where you don't have to tie them. They're gym shoes, but you just slip your feet into them. Have you seen oh. these? No, I'm gonna. They're Google so it. cute, Zizix. I think it's Z I. I don't <laughs> X X Z. Yeah, I don't. Someone was trying to fuck with uh, the people that would have to. Yeah, there was another <laughs> vendetta. Um, but they're Kizix. Kizix. Sorry, Kizix. Oh. Is it K I S I K S or something like that? But you don't have to tie them. And it's just all the, the Instagram videos are always like women holding babies and like just being like, I've got too much going on. And they just slip their foot into it. And it's like <laughs> oh, a dream. And that's why I keep okay. all of my shoes untied so that I can just slip. Uh, like uh, mine are all very, my, all my shoes are loose because I like them to all be like loafers that I can just put my foot into. But I'm, I've been craving some Kizzix. I don't know why I haven't 
bought them yet, but I want to. I wonder if any of our besties have them and can report how great they are. Because tying your shoes is annoying, and it's overrated. Yeah, and a lot of times I'll jam my foot into a shoe, and then the tongue just gets all like fucking crumpled up, and then I'll just wear it like that because I'm too lazy to even bend over and pull that tongue out. <laughs> so Kizik's are really my speed. Um, a couple other things I have written down because I have this note up is that um, pomf. And I want to just talk about what pump is <laughs> because it's a word that everyone needs to know. So you have a dog, Brian, right? What's your dog's name again? Jack. Goldie? Jack. Okay. Um, so Jack is such a cute little dog and I bet it could have a pump. And I know that your dog, Willa, can have a pump. I even think cats yeah. can have pumps. So a pump is something on an animal, most likely a canine animal, where its um, upper lip gets kind of like uh, it's maybe when it has dry teeth and its upper <laughs> lip gets kind of like stuck. It and has so, veneers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it gets stuck on the almost the jaw, like the um, gum line because it's so dry and it pumps up. So oh, it like I makes the that. fur like kind of raise up and it kind of just looks makes it look a little stupid, but it also looks like, oh, it's got a pump. Like dogs <laughs> get them all the time. Do you ever, do you know what I'm talking about, Brian? Where, has your dog ever gotten a pump? I mean, I'm going to definitely look out for it, but uh, I can't say. <laughs> you can force it. You just dry off their teeth and then you raise up their lip and have it get stuck. And it'll just be like, oh, little pump. <laughs> it's so satisfying because like they look so cute. Yes. Like Elvis yes. looked for a dog. Elvis had a pump. Um, Matt and so I spent seven minutes once trying to get Willa to have a pump. You just got to dry off their teeth. we did succeed. Yeah, we just mm -hmm. like kept talking and she was like, what in the, the Lord's name is going on? We were just, it's, it's just light abuse. It's light li animal yes. abuse. Just a little tickle of abuse. Um, yeah. uh, speaking of animals, yesterday I was in a funk. I was just woke, woke up on the wrong side of my uterus and <laughs> was just hormonally imbalanced in a, such a bad mood. I went to my voice lesson, which I go to twice a week and I literally drove a half, I have to drive a half hour out there um, and I just went and we did not sing at all. I just was like, I'm depressed. And then he like talked to me about it the whole time. <laughs> like, it's like therapy. I, I really I feel bad for this guy because he's become like my therapist. And he's like, this is happening to you way too often. I'm like, I know. He's like, do you see someone? I'm like, yes. And it, like, it was just a bad day. You know, one of those days. Thank God I didn't have to You're pod. Like, yes, my vocal coach. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> Twice a yes, week. Michael Rocchio. Can we do three? <laughs> yeah, shout out to Michael Rocchio. But I just did actually an interview for uh, STL Magazine that's going to come out in like June. But my buddy Nick, who is a journalist there, we're now we're friends through this process. He's like followed me around. He was at our show, Anya, um, in St. Louis. Remember the guy that was interviewing me backstage? Oh, yeah. Lovely guy. We, Nick, we Nick, kept Nick, kicking him out of the, the green Yeah. Room. I'd be like, okay, I have to like, you know, try on a different bra. So you need to leave again and let, he can come back in. He's a nice guy. But we were just, we just met up at eight o'clock at Starbucks around the corner to uh, extend the, to talk more about follow up two months later for this interview. They're doing like an in-depth thing. It's going to be like a big, big thing. But um, oh, cool. he was talking to me about stuff and I was like, and I see this voice teacher and all I do is like, it's like therapy and he goes 
And I go, he's all the way out in Chesterfield. And he goes, is it Michael Rocchio? And I was like, wait, what? And he was like, I see Michael Rocchio. I was like, oh my God. And I was wow. so excited to talk to someone else that knows this amazing man who has uh, helped me so much. Singing wise, not so much. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I've learned a lot of life lessons and stories. No, singing wise, he's given me a lot of confidence, which if you learned anything from the podcast yesterday, based on my experience at the Mark Twain Prize for Adam Sandler, confidence is kind of all you need um and the belief that hard work makes it, it, it begets talent if you know that ta if you know that you can do anything and you just have to work hard that's all you need and you can be uh successful but anyway um so i was meeting up with him oh yeah i was really down yesterday and i just couldn't get out of it all day and i tried so many things i went for a run i went um took a walk i uh I just I took I took a three hour nap in the middle of the day, even though I didn't need it. Things that were both not helpful and helpful. I was just I shared a lot on our girls chat of like really dark stuff. I went to that voice lesson. I tried to get out and do stuff wasn't going away. And then I saw some story of this burn victim. I love burn victims. I don't know if you guys oh know God. this. I yesterday, Michael Rocchio, by the way, was like, what do you like? Like, what are things that bring you joy? And I go, Taylor Swift. And he goes, okay, other than that. And I go, documentaries about plane crashes. He was like, I saw that one. It was very good. I was like, um, books about Columbine. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just into weird stuff. I wish I liked things that other girls like, like linens, but I can't. And then, and then my friends were like, why do you want to like linens? And I said, okay, here's why I want to like linens. When like a girl likes a linen and a thread count and likes to like feel linen, it's not that I want to like linens. If you are able to find joy out of like a nice piece of like fabric and just like, you know, touch it and go like, this is so beautiful and look at the fringe around it and go like, I love this tablecloth or whatever the fuck it is. That means your life is pretty good. That means that like things, you have a lot of space for and you are present and you're able to somatically take in the world and feel it on a like a molecular level. Like you can, it just... That's not that I want to like linens. I want to be able to stop and smell the roses and touch the linens. So it's more about that. So I was telling him that I liked all these dark things. And I want to add it to the list, burn victims. I like burn victims. I like reading about them. I like watching them on my Instagram because my biggest fear is losing my looks, you know, gradually, which we, I think most um, women in the Western world and in most Eastern worlds as well are worried about aging and men as well. I'll throw you guys into this too. We're all worried about aging makes us feel less relevant. makes us feel like we're closer to death. People don't want to fuck us. People aren't not as nice to us. It's just like the world gets kind of smaller and you, you we're all trying to grasp onto it because we're constantly filled with images of like fighting wrinkles and fighting aging, age defying serums. Like everything is age defying burn victims instantly go from being hot to unfuckable and not unfuckable in the sense that like they can't still be loved and people can't have sex with them and be attracted to them of course they can but you go from being really good looking and a nor normal person to b being someone that like makes people gasp sometimes when they see you because your face is definitely disfigured there's no doubt about it that's not me making a judgment on the person it's just true and that's fascinating to me does that not spark your guys' interest at all to see people who have been horribly disfigured or had something like catastrophic happen to them and yet they still are like 
talking about their day, like it, they or they just share how they go about their normal day. Does that interest you guys at all? I can understand how you'd be inspired by their, uh, yes. you know, ability to move on and uh, try to live life to the fullest despite their disfigurement. Yes, it's not. There's this man in my town where I live, and he mm-hmm. has elephantitis of his face, so yes. he has like. A completely disfigured face and like a lot of flesh hanging off his face. Like, yes, if a whole nother head. Yeah. And it's very it's like if you didn't know, you'd be like, ah, like he looks like he's wearing the scariest mask ever. Yeah. And he's very popular in town. He's very kind. Like I walk by him a lot. He's always nice. Um, Everybody knows him. And the other day he was on the corner yesterday. I was walking Willa and he just goes. What a beautiful creature. What a beautiful dog. Aww. I was like, thank you. And I was just thinking, that's an interesting comment from a man Someone with elephantitis. Yeah. Aesthetically. Did they, did they have to call it elephantitis? I feel like I, I don't even out of know all the names. Honestly. It was either that or Zizix. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it's you're so right, Brian. Like they're already like we th- they couldn't come up with anything it's uh, it's like seinfeld's joke about rhinoplasties like that's <laughs> yeah. it's like you couldn't come up with anything you got to compare these yeah, poor so- people who already feel insecure about their giant nose rhinoplasty maybe oh it's called elephantiasis maybe it's outdated maybe it's like no yeah you like don't the say R it word. anymore yeah Ooh, i'm looking at pictures online no it's it, it's interesting <laughs> to me because I I like watching less about inspiration. Well, yeah, I think it's that because I go, man, I wake up some days and my face feels a little bit like swollen or I, you know, I've talked about it extensively on here, just fearing facial changes, you know, that we all do. That's why I get Botox. I get filler. I do all these things trying to fight it. And then you see someone who went from being a really attractive woman to overnight looking in a way that makes people makes kids go like mommy what's wrong with her i mean that is like to live through that and it is inspiring but like it just it's fascinating to me it's just it, the same way that i'm intr- i don't know what it is but anyway so last night um i was tr- i i michael rocchio kept like prodding at me being like what are you into like stop do this whole thing i didn't want to start crying so i didn't really want to talk about my feelings so i was kind of being obstinate like of just is that a word of being like I, I all I like is plane crashes I'm a dumb person I'm dark like I was just kind of just being like I don't want to talk about my feelings I don't want to get at the root of this and because I didn't want to cry because his wife is like in the next room and I didn't want her to like hear me crying she's a singer as well she would have been like well this girl just wastes our time <laughs> and so <laughs> I was just trying to not cry um and then finally I was like you know what animals I really like animals that is something that interests me and I love so last night I also saw this burn victim that this Australian runner girl who got was doing a long run and she got caught in a brush fire and completely burned her whole face. I don't remember her name, but she's very, very famous in Australia and so inspiring. And she was talking about how she doesn't start her morning by just like jumping on her phone. And there's a lot of things like this online. And this has nothing to do with her being a burn victim. It was just a part of what I was saying. But um, she was just talking about like, I just get a book. I go out and I like, I don't go to my phone right away. I just try to like surround myself with things that make me feel good in the morning because that all is coming later. Why do I just have to do it right away and have it hijack my day? But last night I kind of employed that. I was like, get off my phone. What can I watch? I, I was thinking maybe I'll watch The Bachelor with Anya because she was watching that and I do like Anya and I like to watch things together and text each other during it 
We watched the show um, Perfect Match on Netflix that is truly one of the most garbage reality shows I've ever seen. And I'm the host of F-Boy Island. I can tell you, like, yeah. there I've, I've hosted shows that have crazy premises that don't really make sense and, you know, are just loose and just funny. And this one is also one of those, but it's not good. And I don't like it, but um, I was almost going to put that on or something. And then I was like, I should watch something with animals in it. And usually animal stuff is so sad, but there's this really great documentary that just won an Academy Award on Netflix called The Elephant Whisperer. And it made me feel so fucking good to see these Indian people caring for these baby elephants. And the story of how these elephants get abandoned is sad, but it's really heartwarming. It's only 40 minutes long. And I swear to God, it makes you feel so good about yourself and about the world. And it makes you cry. And it's like, it just was like the best thing for my soul. So I just have to remember to maybe put on more animal, like documentary things. But not... There's Steve not enough pumps. of them. There's not enough happy animal documentaries. No, it's they're true. all sad because there's always like they'll they'll t- walk you through the the mating rituals and like the the babies are born and then the fires come and then there's like <laughs> they show babies just being like ah, 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 oh, like God. looking for their mom and I'm like fuck I can't do this because guess what there's no good climate news. You're not going to watch any documentary that's really telling you how it is, and you're going to be uplifted. It's all grim. The world is, it's too late by 2030 to save, to change anything. I don't know if you heard that report yesterday, but we'll talk about this and more after we get back from the break. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. 
Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. So did you guys hear, though, that by 2030, um, it's over? Like, that's the that's the date? Yeah, what's yeah. the official statement? That if we don't do massive, make massive changes right now, by 2030, it's too late and that's it. But they, I feel like we've been hearing this a while, and that's why no one gives a fuck anymore when it's really being said. Brian? Yeah, I remember They say that a lot. Yeah, in 2010. Yeah. Or do you the remember who Y2K cries. when like the machines were supposed to turn against us? <laughs> yes, but this is based on this like is real, <laughs> like atmosphere and like the polar ice caps melting faster. Like there's literally never any good news about the climate. There's never of like it's not melting as fast as we thought it was. Oh, <laughs> this you know the droughts are actually not as bad as we thought they would be. It's always way worse. So I, I don't just... know. I'm with Noah on this one. I think climate change is like Y2K. I think. <laughs> I think when 2030 comes, we're all going to be waiting for the bomb to drop and nothing's going to happen. And we're going to be like, no. why did we save water at all? Do you no. think that we'll have like compounds or live slightly differently or like have yes. SPF 78 or like, how are we going to survive? I don't survive? think most places will be able to go outside. <laughs> By 2050, you, you're not going to be able to go outside um, in, in, in a lot of the planet anymore. Just Or you can, but you'll have to like run really quick between buildings because it's just going to be too hot. I mean, it's already too hot in summers for things to happen. They had to have the World Cup in the winter, mm. you know? We are yeah. adaptable. Maybe we'll just spend most of our days indoors with sun that's lamps what, like Kirsten. Yeah, that's what will happen. Yeah, our friend Kirsten is always in the morning. She's like, hi, guys, on the girls' chat. I'm just um, making some oatmeal and just hanging out in front of my sun lamp. What does she call it? It's like she always does the brand yeah, name sun, for her things. Sun lamp. I don't, yeah. I don't know. My, my T24. Yeah. <laughs> um, I yeah, I think that we'll – I don't think we're all going to perish on January 1st, 2030, but that is the date where it's – Worked, don't even try anymore. It's irreversible. Is, yeah. There's no Where turning there's no back. Saving this. I feel like there's a lot of that catastrophizing that comes out uh, too frequently, like you're saying. Like it's every couple of months, there's like, okay, we've now passed this threshold where there's no turning back. And then two months later, like, and now we've really passed the threshold. You know? Yes. It's like, yes. how many thresholds are there? Maybe we should just. But then a child invents it. a recycling center that, like, makes all of this, you know, old wine bottles into canoes or something. I don't know. I yeah. feel like there's always some kids. There is saving. always something like there's a new bug that eats plastic bottles. And you're yes. like, oh, this bug will save us. Or, like, <laughs> there. I do believe that there is technology out there that will bail us out in little ways, but it's just going to make it so we can all. We're not going to be able to, like, live. The, once the damage is done like if you I don't know like you can if you if you pour ink on a carpet 
You can like sop it up, but you're never going to get that stain out. It's done. Like you can't go back. So like, yeah, there'll be things that we can do to make it look like a little bit more livable. But, you know, if we don't figure this out, there's it's not going to be the planet won't be uh, that in- inhabitable. Did you guys know that Mars is like millions of miles away? <laughs> oh the other God. day I saw a picture of <laughs> no. Earth from Mars and it said it was uh-huh. like, no, will you look up how far Mars is? Because we've landed on Mars with a rover, correct? How yeah, the yeah. fuck did anything travel millions of miles? A hundred million miles or something. It's like 126 million miles. Maybe it's yeah, decades. 127.23 million miles. How did I? I mean, that's pretty impressive. How, wow, Nikki? That is so, I was off by a million point two. How <laughs> many? That is so long to travel. Did we send that thing off in 1822 and then it finally landed like this year? How did we get a rover? That blew my mind. I would have guessed thousands of miles, mil- hundreds of millions of miles. Does that blow your guys' mind at all? It's too yeah. large of a number to comprehend. Right. I it's mean, just very long. Yeah. That's Do all. you know that a, a million seconds is or a million seconds is something like 12 days and a billion seconds is 37 years? Oh Do you know that God. difference? Isn't Your that envy up? for women who like linens is equal to my envy for you remembering these numbers. Well, I'm probably <laughs> off by that, but I no, I committed that one to memory like you would lyrics to a song that you wanted to sing. I'm not kidding you because that was one that I go, I never remember this one. It's so interesting. So I worked hard to remember that and I don't know that I did. That so, is so cool. What is nine times seven? Uh, oh God, that one's oh, so God. funny. That's the I only one I can't remember. The number you said. I think it's, I think it's um, if I'm going to go off the dome, I'm going to say it's 63, but I always yes. think it's 56. <laughs> okay, tell me the thing I want to know again. My was all fucked up. What? Um, the okay, thing I forgot. do you want to memorize it? Okay. Yes. A million seconds okay. is 12 days. I think a it's something like that. It's 11, just, days. 12 days. Uh, 11 days. 11 days. <laughs> okay, ready? A million seconds is 11 days, right? Okay. A billion seconds is 37 years, I believe. What? It could be 32. Um, d- those two numbers are swirling in my head. So that's the difference when someone says they have a billion dollars. Just It's not even close to a million. That's the difference between an 11-day-old baby and a 37-year-old man. That wow. is the difference. So it's like... There's no, don't even think that you can ever make a billion dollars. Sorry, one million seconds is Is 11 11 days. days. Okay. A billion seconds is 37 years. 32 years. 32 years. Or 31. Okay, that is, that's a fascinating little factoid, right? Yeah. It it does put it in comparison. You know how you have that, or you've seen that calendar with the how many weeks you have oh, left in your fuck life that calendar get it I, don't even bring it up <laughs> that fucking thing bugs the shit out of me yeah if you no, do you guys know what horrible. he's talking about no it tells you how much of life no you have left? it is oh it is a it is a it's a poster of dots right brian mm-hmm. you showed it to me yes <laughs> it's see this, of course this is this is on my list of things that I like. Climate change disaster, um, burn victims, and how many weeks you have to live. It is a plot, a graph almost, of like dots just across, you know, and then it's probably like 12 across and then uh, 50 down. And then it's all filled in. So it's like a, a dot for every, oh no, it's 52 across, um, 50 down, right? So it's almost like a square. 52 meaning each week of a year, 50 meaning like you probably have 50 years to live if you're like, or whatever it is. No, no, no. Sorry. Let's say we all live to be 80. So it's 80 on one axis, 
52 on the other, right? So that shows a dot for every week of your life. And then it says like, if you're 30 something, this is how many dots you are. This is on the dot. And you can go week by week and you just see how many dots you have left. And it ain't a lot. And it's like, I can't believe those are weeks. Those aren't years. Those are fucking weeks. And it is depressing because you look at the scope of your life and you're like, it comes down to these dots and I'm so many dots in. That reminds me, I was watching uh, Bobby Kelly on some interview and he was saying how like something that really put life in perspective for him was he thought how many summers he had left Aww. and like the number was dwindling. It's like and I only have like 20 more summers left. Yeah, no, it's sad. Yeah. I have one of those uh, posters, except it's uh, one dot is a billion seconds. So it's only two <laughs> dots. And the first dot's filled in. I only have one dot left. Oh my God. You only have a billion seconds of life 64 left. 64 years left. Whoa. That's weird to think that's that good. you have like a billion seconds left to live. One dot. And now, and now it's less than a billion because oh we've just God. started into it. Oh my God. Yeah, it's um, and you don't even you're not even guaranteed that you know. No, that's just, a scary anything part. Anything could happen. That's why I hate stuff like that. That's why I hate whenever someone posts on, like when some tragedy happens, and then someone always guaranteed when there's something horrifically tragic that happens, someone will always comment like that. Just goes to show you that life is precious, and every day counts. You never know how much time you have left, and it's like that's not a good way to think. <laughs> Like, if you go through life thinking, like, this might be my last moment on Earth, I have to make the most of it, you'll go you'll insane. You'll live like a squirrel. Yeah. It's always like, oh, oh. Um, You're, like, making phone calls to people you don't really want to make. <laughs> You're like, I'll call my mom. Fine. Yeah. But it, I, I think it is a good reminder to be like, what would I do today if this were the... I mean, I, I don't think we really need to run through that because people are like, if this was the last day of your life, what would you do? I'd be like, cry the whole day. Like, yes. just be so yes. sad. So, yeah, I mean... But it does, I gotta believe there's something else because this this can't be it. You can't just say goodbye forever to think. It's just too, it's too much. I can't handle it. I can't, That's I can't handle it. That's the gift I got from mushrooms. The one time I did mushrooms in my life and tripped balls. I left my body. I went up into the stratosphere or what's past the atmosphere, you guys know, sure. who have tra traveled a billion seconds. The Kizikphere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just knew, oh, I will exist after I die because whatever I am now is not in the body of Anya. It is some it's like consciousness, but Did it's it stay me. with you? Do you really believe that? Yeah, I really believe that. Like it So you recommend tripping mushrooms because this is what people always say after they do mushrooms is like they are okay with they're a little bit more okay with death. Yeah, I'm because the only person I know just... who never needs to do mushrooms again. Like, it was a terrifying night. I didn't have a great time. But the gift of that experience is invaluable. And I'm so glad I did it. Because I do not believe that when you die, you're just done. And, like, your life gets snuffed you out. Can't, and... This is just like every other person who talks about this experience. You can't make me understand what you know now. There's nothing you can say that will adequately make me get it without having that experience. Like talking to people who have done ayahuasca, mushrooms, LSD, you just, it's just doesn't, there's no way to communicate it. It sucks. Have you done that stuff, Brian? No, uh, no, I, I have not. And I, I, I do to. envy that feeling very much so. And it's, it's the same way I view about really religious people where it's like, I envy you because you have this whole layer of anxiety that's been lifted because you have faith. 
that there's something else after and that there's all a purpose and a plan. And I'm living mm-hmm. in this universe that it's just random chaos. And I, I feel like when it, when it's over, it's over. And it's that's a horrible place to be. You got to watch Tyler Henry on Netflix. <laughs> This oh. kid who like t- talks to ghosts that made me believe that there's something else going right, on. Right. Out there. So, so I'm not kidding you. It'll get you. You can there. take his word for it. Like you can take my word for it about mushrooms, can't yeah. you? Because you watched Tyler Henry and that convinced you. And if I'm telling I wanna you, I want to feel thing, it convinced. though. I want to have it in okay. my bones, I and I already it. do. Kind of. I just want to. There's other things you get from mushrooms too that are like. Uh, you get more okay with eight. You just get more okay with everything. Like there's, they're just so healing, but there is that aspect uh, where you could have a really bad trip and it's terrifying. Like Neil Brennan, after he, he did DMT, the like drug that, you know, comes out of your brain when you die and you could, you know, he did that. And he said that you couldn't pay him a billion dollars. That's what he said. And he's someone that's motivated my money for sure. He was like, I wouldn't do it again for a billion dollars. It was the most horrifying. He was like, horrifying Ugh. isn't even a fucking fraction of the of what i felt but i will never suffer with depression again because i did it he was like i'm cured because i did this but would i recommend it god fucking no it was the worst thing of my life it was it was i wouldn't recommend it to anyone but i'm healed now i'll never suffer with depression again he said that there was this hat that he's worn his whole life and the hat came off he couldn't describe what happened he couldn't describe there was no he just said that i remember him saying that terrifying was a fraction of the feeling he felt it was it was like nothing he could describe. He couldn't describe it. Like much like what you're saying, like I can't grasp really what happened to you. But he said that he would not recommend it and that he wouldn't do it again for a billion dollars. I mean, so, I know people who've taken DMT and it changed them. Yes. Like they became Neil. a totally different person after that and it was it was I don't not, not necessarily for the better, but like uh. I don't know for the like it changed them in a way that they became less motivated, they were a little slower. Um, I know a few really? people who, yeah, like they did DMT and like all of a sudden they were like, did they lacked the motivation to continue their path? Well, because so much of motivation is I don't want to die. I got to make a legacy. I want money. I like things. I want l- validation. I want money that will get me validation and love. And so when you realize that none of that actually matters or whatever they maybe learned, some of that decreases and you and maybe they are happier not having as much motivation you know i think maybe. they are i think they are right. they are happier they're more content with where they are but then in, in reality they don't have any money anymore they don't have the willingness <laughs> yeah, to go to so jobs would that be worth it to you, yeah. Nikki? but you're they're happier, very happy no i wouldn't like the neil thing like i don't want to no matter what is on the other side of that i don't want to give up i anything that sounds scary i will not do even if it means freedom on the other side of it i'd you know it, I, i'll do dmt when i die thank you very much like it will be emitted naturally in that process but that's not i don't want to do it anytime sooner but i think mushrooms and lsd even those those I've heard have been described as terrifying. I think those are roller coasters that I'm willing to go on to because I don't do you. Are, this is DMT specifically that you've seen people lose motivation, and I'm guessing you're talking about one case study as opposed to multiple, right, Brian? Um, a few. I actually have a few. I, I talked really. I, I've talked to a few people who have experienced this. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's the one I won't touch after what Neil told me. But the other ones, I don't know. Maybe some besties have experiences with DMT that you can share. Um. But uh, yeah, this elephant documentary really lifted me out of it. And there's a part of me that wants to go. <laughs> Do they have to call them elephants? It's just such a hard word. I know. <laughs> it's so rude. But these little baby elephants are so cute. And they are just so human. And they are just, 
so sweet. And it was just sweet to see these like Indian people speaking this language that I do not know and would never know. And then the subtitle is, you're a good boy, aren't you? Are you the best boy? Are you the best boy? Aww. Like talking to the elephants the same way that we talk to our dogs. It was yeah. just so sweet. I screenshotted it, but it was like, you're the best little boy there ever was in this whole little village. Like they just talk to them sweetly. It's just, it's so freaking sweet. Um, so that's just yeah. more proof that we're all the same. Yeah. That I, reminds me of there was some study that a psychologist did with like a tribe in New Guinea or somewhere very remote. And they were like, the stuff the women and the men were complaining about was like when they had a translator figure out like, what is the thing that troubles you the most? And they were like, well, he's I think he has a crush on her and I feel left out. And it was like all the same petty yeah. shit <laughs> or not petty, but like the same shit that we all struggle with everywhere else in the Western world. And he doesn't globally. take out the trash yeah. enough and separate <laughs> yes. the recycling <laughs> from the, the river that we drink from. <laughs> he doesn't. Um, yeah, it's that is, that is interesting. Like we, we all do have like, Jeal even animals have jealousy, which I used to tell my parents because they'd be like, we got to give Luigi a treat if we gave Wiley one. I'm like, Wiley's 200 pounds. Luigi does not get the same treat. He's going to get fat. And they were like, well, he's jealous. And I'm like, animals don't have jealousy. And then every time I've eaten my words for 10 years now or since I said that every time the dogs like get jealous of each other, they go and animals don't have jealousy, Nikki. And I'm like, OK, they do. I get it. I'm sorry. But they have you heard about the, the, the study about plants? Where um, the, no, the which studies, one? The 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 one. The which plant one? Jealousy. The study about plants. <laughs> yeah. The one where um they were testing whether or not plants could feel emotions, <gasps> and oh, so no. they um they took like I think it was like cabbage plants or something, and they would take a they would attach electrodes. I don't know the science, but they would attach electrodes to the plant to hmm. see whether or not it did register. And they would take a cabbage plant and they would cut up a cabbage plant. In front uh -huh. of the other cabbage, and the cabbage, the the living cabbage plant would respond, right, to the cabbage plant being chopped up in front of it, and they were able to connect it to a device that would that would take those electrodes and turn them into noises. Oh no! So then you Whoa. would hear hear the screaming cabbage. Like, yes, you would hear it. Oh God damn it! Yeah, well, yeah, this, but isn't that that's right. this is always what people say to vegans? Like, well, plants have feelings, and it's like, okay. Well, you know what? Now I'm going to struggle to eat plants. You won. Like, <laughs> uh, it doesn't change the way I feel. It's still now I'm going to eat plants and feel bad about it. But I have to fucking eat. So, um, yeah, that sucks to hear. But um, uh, that's why you just don't hook your you don't you don't, don't hook your cabbage up to up to a speaker. No. Yeah. You don't listen to your you know cabbage. What they say never hook electrodes up to your fucking ficus. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, though, the positive takeaway is that if you have plants and you like talk to them. Oh, they grow like, better. They mm -hmm. grow better. That's yeah, that's that's because of the oxygen, I think. But like they do. I There's a world where your plants are listening to you and yeah. they can hear what you're saying and they react to your emotions. There's a world. Fucking everything's listening to us. And the table. Even up on the fucking plants. <laughs> um, yeah, I I do. The other day I realized I hadn't fed my plants in a while, watered them, and I was like so sad. And I was like, I'm sorry. And I'm picking up like some of the dead leaves because it mm. had been like, I can't anymore. And I was like, I am so <laughs> sorry, plant. I just felt so bad. And I was like, oh, no, I'm like anthropomorphizing, whatever that word is, where you like make a thing that doesn't have human yeah. emotions have it 
Um, Wait, do Brian, you plant voice again? <laughs> no. It, oh, I can't anymore. <laughs> that is a good impression. It just sheds. Yeah. Oh, Does it sound God. like the cabbage? That happens cabbage to my plant. can't live oh, anymore. God, please don't do that to me. <laughs> That's a cabbage. <laughs> They're from like. Oh, not my mom. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Brian, you had a bachelor party this weekend. Is that what oh. you told me? Yeah, no, I, I went uh, I went into the woods uh, in a cabin okay. in the Got a woods. possum? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You and your possum crew. No, I went Wait, to the woods. Wait, you went, went in the woods? the woods? Yeah. Did you invite Chris on this, but he couldn't go, I'm guessing? Well, I had a West Coast bachelor party and an East Coast bachelor party, oh, and this was the East Coast sweet. bachelor party. what? Yeah. Um, was, okay. <laughs> yeah, you didn't want to combine those two. That would have been trouble. Well, I don't <laughs> want people to have to feel like they have to mingle. I wanted to separate oh. the friends groups so that no, everyone could be completely. Of how I rule my life. <laughs> Why? You Why? Because your friends are socially awkward and they can't. Well, don't you think your friends would get along? Come on, man. They would get along fine, but I wanted everybody to feel completely at ease and natural. I don't want oh. one of my friend to be like, and I also don't want to be put in the position where I'm like in the middle facilitating conversations because like, oh, here's my friend, Mike. You here's meet my friend, Jim. They, you guys both like uh How sports. about. I we don't. So we stop doing that. I hate when people go. You, uh, Nikki. This is this person. This person. And I'm like, I can do this myself. I guess some <laughs> people need that, but I hate that because then I'm like, oh, now I'm being set up on a date, and I don't want to <laughs> talk to this person. I never did. Um, yeah. I would have gradually. I just feel. And b by the way, that's not your job. If people sign up to go to a party, they just they know. But I get I get wanting to. Um, erase any kind of feelings of anxiety so you kept them separate so you well have you I had your like, west coast one yet yeah i did but and when's I, I, the midwest I, one <laughs> the midwest one is uh yeah it's gonna be next month okay um and then we're gonna do the uh the Asian upper one. peninsula yeah. yeah the upper peninsula <laughs> well um, i feel like people do that thing that you're describing when they don't want to talk to the person that they're introducing exactly. you to. exactly that is what happens yes. they always inter they pawn off someone on you and you go i don't and then they you have the one on you and then you have to uh, talk about you know that uh, race thing that cars. they gave you the th the only piece of information they gave you it's so annoying i like I, it because i'm like okay. very awkward socially and my sister used to have these parties with like literary people and she had it was her job to be like the host and she was I'm like how do you make small talk with 50 people a night and she was just really good at being like Anya you might you know Anya's used to be an ice skater and this one like she would know these little factoids about people and like quickly set them up and then leave and it was like oh okay, cool that's we have better a than thing to talk about how most people do it I, I will say I am good at finding commonalities and being like you guys need to talk about this and I'm I will set you up for success, but some people just do it to get exactly what Brian is saying, to, so they don't have to talk to either of you. Can you do it for for me and Anya? Like, what if we were at a party and you came up to us and yeah. you're like, "Hey, meet meet Anya." Um, okay, that's do it a good in idea. Your plant voice. Okay, um, I would say, oh, you guys, I both I did a podcast with both of you, Brian. I did a podcast with when I had that not safe show, Anya. I've done podcasts with forever. Um, Brian is getting married. You guys are both getting married soon in oh, yeah. um this summer. Brian just had his bachelor party where he um introduced people or d didn't have to introduce anyone because he kept it like separate. Anya, Anya's not having a bachelorette party. Um, wh what do you guys think about that? Like what or not that I know of. I haven't been invited yet. If she is, 
Um, this, and I would talk about like you're both getting or, or like Anya's a musician. Brian, you like music. Like, I don't know. Like, I love the wedding thing. You could just leave it at that. But Anya yeah. says, Brian, you guys have both worked with me and lived with me or whatever. Brian has yeah. it. But you're both getting married soon. And then bye. And then I'd be like, oh, my God, Brian, you're getting married. Are you stressed out? Does Tell everyone want to know the best icebreaker for a conversation? If yes. someone is married or has a girlfriend or just ask how they met. It's a good, yeah. it's always a good story, even if it's online. And if it's online and they want to seem like they go, oh, on an app, which app? Who wrote first? Where'd you go on your first date? People love, if they're in a good relationship, they love talking about their relationship. And it's always a good story. Oh my God. Um, can I tell you, you're going to love this. What? I was uh, at a, I think it was an engagement party where there were, um, I would say pretty well-to-do people. Like one of the people getting married was well-to-do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, <laughs> glad you I said met, it twice. It didn't really yeah, hit the point. I, went, <laughs> I heard that they, as his name was Will of money? to do. How, how many, many seconds of money, money do they have? <laughs> Probably Will like to a, do. Yeah, um, I, I and I was with my I was with Allie, my uh, fiance, and um, someone was like, "How'd you guys meet?" And then and then we were like, "We always think it's cute to be like, yeah, we met on we met on an app." And then people are always like. Um, oh, that! Oh my God, really? And then sometimes the other people we talk to have met on an app, and that's you really connect there. Yeah. We said they, they said, "How did you meet?" And we said, "Oh, we met on an app." And this person was like, "Oh, well, that, well that's interesting." And then she like couldn't handle it. She was like judging people us for having worst. met on an app. No, th- that is a that saying you met online was embarrassing in two thousand three, right? And before <laughs> then. We were so it confused. Is the only way people meet now. If you've met in person, that is what I go, ugh, what? You met a stranger out in the real world, like at the grocery store in line? Like, why are you talking to someone in line? Get on your, be on your phone and mind your business. Like, that is the, that is the weird thing now. So this woman couldn't handle it. Yeah, and then we're like, yo, then we have to continue the conversation with her when she clearly just outwardly judged us to our face. And oh. we were like, yeah, we met on uh, oh, Hinge. This one's miserable. And she was How like, old was she? She was um, probably late 20s or early 30s. I think, it was, I think it had to do with the fact that she was well-to-do. <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot about the well-to-do part. Yeah, that in her world, like that really is an embarrassment. You didn't meet at your father's country club? Yes, you exactly. You didn't meet at your local <laughs> polo match? <laughs> yeah. You, that or you is... weren't, it wasn't arranged for you by, you know, right. by two of your wealthy aunts? Well, right. th- okay. So b- when you say you met on Hinge, what is the story there? Like, because uh, I do want to know. I'm kind of interested. We have five minutes till the end of this break. Let's get to it. So you okay. met on Hinge. Um, yes. Hinge is the one where it's like you have friends in common, but you can pretty much find someone in common with anyone that you have. Horse so that pr- shit. Really? I mean, after like three days, you no longer have enough friends to have anybody in common with who you're matching with. <laughs> Got it. Even with all of your friends on each of the coasts that you have, <laughs> that you have to separate your parties? Yeah, all 10 friends. No. So ev- what was your mutual friend with We didn't Allie? have a mutual friend. There was no so mutual friend. So they just started giving you. What was it about her profile? Because Hinge has, you know, I think most of them do this now. But back in the day, Hinge, when I was on it, always had fun question prompt questions and then you yes. put up a picture and you could just like each other's photo as opposed to like being like i want to date you i'm swiping right you just like <laughs> like a photo yes and well that this is why anyone who's creative excels on hinge because mm. instead of just swiping you have to you comment on the photo 
And so you have to come up with something remotely interesting to say in the comments in order to get matched back. You can't just swipe and then hope. And you can't just, and if you comment on the photo like, hey, or what's up, that's not good enough. No, no. And someone wrote to me recently because I said on the podcast that if you are on Bumble, um, girls just send an emoji. Never write like, hey, what's up? Don't write anything because Bumble girls have to reach out first. But just do an emoji because guys don't really like you to make the first move. They want just you to like look at them. So send an emoji. But this girl wrote to me and goes, the emoji thing has been working for me so much. So many conversations hey. have popped off because I send an emoji. She was like, but they never ask me out. And that's the oh. thing that I think on dating apps that a lot of people run into based on what I read on Reddit from dating advice is that people don't ask people out. And I used to do this too on dating apps. I would match with people and then I would just like not want to go out with them because I just because <laughs> I just wanted the validation that people liked me. I wasn't mm -hmm. really wanting intimacy because or meeting up in person on you used to be on the apps like did you ever struggle with men like not asking you out or not like setting a date or taking it from just conversating too, oh, yeah. I, I remember too. like taking it to therapy and being like, am I doing something wrong? And my therapist is like, yeah, you're chatting for too long. Like three or four volleys is enough. Like if the person doesn't ask you out by then or if you don't say like, do you want to get together? Which I never took her advice on that because she was wrong. Um, she'd be like, just be done. You know, right. none of that. This isn't a chat app. You're not like here to make pen yes. pal friends. And that it could go on forever like that. And I do the same thing. You know, I would I would definitely like just turned it into like let's get to know each other and then you have nothing to talk about on your date when you finally go on it because you've you've done all the cursory like what do you do what do you like like so how quickly did you ask Allie out because I'm guessing you asked her out well by then I was like a online dating expert and I had the oh, swiftest Brian way was so <laughs> so I mean Brian there's so many layers to this guy but Brian was like very adamant about finding a partner and like oh was my on. God. You Aww. were, you have, you, he had a system of his life that there were pillars in his life. And one of the pillars was finding like a wife, like finding a woman. It's, and, I treat everything like that. You know, like there, I, when I try to find a therapist, I go to like five, six therapists. There was a time when I had five therapists at the same time. And I, and I was waiting to see which one would pop asked off. You out first. Which one asked me out first? <laughs> it was just, you guys were just chatting at first. We so, just kept chatting for an hour. We would chat for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so um when you met Allie, I mean this was at the end of like years of online dating and going on multiple dates a week kind of Yes, thing? there was a year, the year of dating I call it where I went on <laughs> dates with over 50 different women and uh, multiple dates for many of them. So it was yeah. like on average it was like uh a, a few dates a week and there was a time when I would go on multiple dates a night. Oh my oh, God. Wow. Would you and pay my, for all these or would you guys go Dutch or what? Um, it would be, I would always go on a, the, the date would always be drinks at a bar. And so if I paid for you it, it would just be that, a drink. Oh right? yeah. And, and also I don't drink. So oh, I would perfect. go to these bars and be like, let's get drinks. And then I would pretend to drink the, the beer, right? That's what it's called. The beer. And one time I had a, a bartender. I got there early. I had a beer and I said to the bartender, can listen i don't drink and this is a first date can you like help me get rid of this beer so it looks like i drank it and so the bartender was like yeah man and so i was on this date and then the bartender like when the person wasn't looking would take my beer and pour it out a little bit oh that my god is this is so the funny yeah 
Well, you're really bringing your authentic self to these yeah. dates, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I felt like they would they wouldn't want to. They would judge you. Me. Well, because yeah. guess what? You were dating girls in their 20s who like were not secure enough to probably go on dates and not get a little bit drunk because that's yes. what dating in your 20s is, right? Yes. Um. But Allie, what did you guys do on your first day, date? Good drink. And what about? <laughs> What about your? What about her profile? Did you say any? Do you remember it? Do you remember, or was it just one of another? Like I remember uh, seeing her on Hinge, and I was like, "There's just no way she's going to respond to my message because she was so beautiful." Oh, <laughs> I was like, "There's no way." And then I, 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 I made a comment. She was, uh, she had like a she pirate. Is so beautiful. She had a pirate uh, costume on. <laughs> uh, this she had a pirate costume on, and she was wearing an eye patch. And the eye patch was a little bit ajar. And all I said was... Um, ajar. It was ajar. And all I said a was... A skew? It was a skew. That's yeah. what I meant. Okay. Ajar was like a slightly open. Yeah. Yeah, it probably jar- was. Yeah. It was slightly open and it was a skew. And I said, <laughs> are you a pirate full time or is that your side hustle? That was my comment. So okay. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to be just like a wow. little bit clever. Well, she, yeah, she you was, should have been, but a little bit. You, it was a nice try. I cannot pull. Okay, so Wait, she already probably liked you. I got the, uh, but I got the, the inside scoop since then because mm-hmm. this is why you, you're 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 setting me up against other comedians in terms of being interesting. Like that comment is like a ten out of ten oh, yeah. compared right. to the yes. Gen Pop. Oh my god, you're so right. You're so yeah. right. The Gen Pop is not capable of that. Of yeah, even so he, getting the word a jar wrong. No, yeah, she. Would. They don't even know that word, even, much less <laughs> even able to use it wrong incorrectly. Okay, that's right. Um, and so she told me that I was like, so what did most people say when on on Hinge to you? And she said, well, most people would say, and I would hate this, is they would go, hey. Your eye patch is on wrong. Ugh. That would be their first comment. Kay. Yeah. It's a neg. It's kind of like your, a neg. Yours again was like, are you a part-time pirate or a yeah. just... Is is that what you are you a yeah. pirate full-time or is it your side hustle? Okay. Side cute. hustle is yeah. cute. Yeah, 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 it's good. All right. And so that kicked it off and then you asked her out right yeah. away. Because you I knew mean, that it couldn't get too chatty. Been and the thing before. was, we lived... Um, she lived in uh, on the west side, and I lived on the east side. And mm. in in normal people separate terms, that's like <laughs> separate bachelor parties. Separate that's like, beds. That's like living in a different state if you're in yeah. LA. I mean, it's all, it's almost like why would you even have your hinge to go to those areas because this exactly. isn't going to work. Yeah. And she had her uh, her radius set to like 50 miles by accident. Oh wow! Yeah. And so it was like she could have just... dated someone in Zizix. <laughs> she could have dated. <laughs> she did date someone in Zizix. And so, uh, for like one week, she accidentally had it open, and <gasps> I always had mine open as wide as possible. I was like, I'll drive mm. anywhere. Yeah. And Aww. and we matched, and um, yeah, and uh, it, it, then she like disappeared for a little bit, and I was like, of course she disappeared, like. She's not going to continue talking to me. And then one day she messaged me back after like two weeks and was like, oh, hey, uh, she just wasn't checking the app. And then we went on a date um, at a, at this a bar. This is a lesson to girls seem disinterested. Don't be too needy. <laughs> well, like, no, I mean, be you're... cool. She just she wasn't even trying. She just was cool. Yes, exactly. And your, your emoji comment is 100 percent correct. Like, just Don't send ask an emoji the guy. Don't do anything. Like, you don't have to do anything. Guys uh, will come after you. Yes, yes. They will. Well, last night, Anya 
uh, discovered something on the show. She's watching The Bachelor. And f- spoiler alert, if you don't want to hear, uh, if you haven't seen the latest episode, but it's down to him picking the final two. There were three girls left. They all went to the fantasy suite, which is where you could possibly have sex. It's kind of like in the air. Now, what happened exactly, Anya? So he decides, The Bachelor decides, I'm going to go into this week without sex being on the table. And he tells each woman this at the start of but date. in the bed. No, it's no. not on tables. <laughs> no sex on tables. So with girl number one, he's like, just so you know, I want sex to be off the table this week. And then they cut to her in review. And she's like, that was sort of a disappointment. I don't like being told what's not going to happen. And she's very sexual, too. And she's like this beautiful Russian girl. And they have tons of chemistry. She's like a knockout, too. And she's like, eh, we'll see about that. Like, we'll see. You know, anyway, they have a date. And you find out afterwards they did not have sex. And so he moves on to girl number two. She's very shy. Yeah, they hang the sheet outside um, after, <laughs> and there was not a blood stain upon it. So Chris Harrison, uh, oh, he's not on the show anymore. That other guy that looks like all the bachelors yeah. smelled he it really and said does. they did not have sex. Okay. So they didn't you have could sex. Tell so- when the bachelor told that guy, Jesse, his plan, you could just see in Jesse's eyes, which are pretty blank anyway, he was just fighting this urge to be like, dude, no, bad idea. <laughs> no. Yeah. And uh, so he goes on date number two with this very like sort of mentally fragile girl. She has bad ADHD. She's very insecure. They have a lot of chemistry, though, but she's like shy. And anyway, same thing. He tells her his intentions, no sex. She's the cut to her interview. She's like, I don't know about that. We'll see if I can convince him. Otherwise, I kind of think sex is important or whatever. Uh, Then after their date, cut to them snuggling in the morning and you do the interview with her one-on-one and she's like, we had a great cuddle fest and big smile. So you're like, did they? I think they did have sex. Mm -hmm. Then cut to The Bachelor and he's like, we had an amazing night, but I changed my mind and it became evident that like my rule was not going to fly. And we both decided as adults, we wanted to take this further. And we did. But now I'm in a quandary. I got to tell I got to tell girl number three what I did. Because and he had previously Je- told girl number three, no sex, right? He actually hadn't. He had only told each woman so far that he had seen. Got it. Got it. Okay. So we so get to Jesse, three. the host is like, why do he's like, you don't really you're going to tell him that like, you're going to tell her. And he goes, I have to be transparent with all the women. And Jesse's just like, Okay, so he goes on date number three, which is in a fucking swamp in Thailand, like the worst setting. It's in a river, but it's like a cold, dank river, and it's getting darker and darker by the second, and they're in this horrible canoe. Anyway, he tells her, and she's not crazy. He goes, I wanted this to be a no-sex week for everybody, and I kind of fucked up and slept with the last girl. She's horrified, and she's like, "I I know what this week is. I didn't need to know this. And now, like, this is the beginning of our day. Like, I can't be psyched. This is a bummer. Like, I, I, you didn't need to tell me this. This is between you and all the women, you know? And it's mm-hmm. just awkward and terrible. And it's just getting darker and darker. Is and he apologizing now? Or is this her saying this off camera? Of, like, I didn't need to know this. Or is she saying that to him? She's saying that to him. He's awkwardly like trying to hug her. It's the she just does not want to be there. He feels kind of dumb, but he keeps trying to be like, I'm an honest person, though. I would think that you would want this. Like, I'm being transparent. She's like, No, I don't need to know all this, you know? And she's like, I don't really, what did you expect me to just be like, Oh, great. Like, let's have a fun date. Like, I, I, I'm not happy. She just kept saying, I'm not happy and I can't. It sounds that. like an Anya response. 
<laughs> I feel like if any person that you could ever relate to, it would be this woman. I liked her because I actually am afraid to say, or I have been in the past afraid to just say my feelings very simply. And she just oh, kept right. being like, I'm just not happy. And she kept repeating. Oh, and I was okay. like, that's pretty powerful to just own that. Yeah. Like, why would you be happy? Anyway, then she snaps out of it. After a few hours, they go on their date later that night. They get out of the swamp. They get cleaned up. They go to dinner. Somehow this woman's had a total 180. And she's like, you know what? I am so into you. I'm falling in love with you. Let bygones be bygones. Don't care. Let's have a fun night. She pulled the Nikki Glazer. I think Nikki would do that. Of like, let me just re reset. Like, yeah. you know, power down and power back up. Like, yeah, let's get practical. the glitch. Go- okay. You're like, logical. I know what show I'm on. Like, big deal. Got it. Well, thank you. That's very nice of you. to th- That is reminds you of me. Yeah, okay. I, was, I was like, this girl's kind of practical. I've always thought this girl, Katie, was the best match for this boring guy, Jake, the bachelor, whatever his name is, I forgot. Anyway, they <laughs> have a night. watching this whole show. You don't even know his name. That's amazing. That's name. how boring this dude was. I it felt the same Ryan. way. I, think it's I watched Jake. the first episode and I go, because I was like, I'm going to get back into The Bachelor. I couldn't care less about this guy. I, I This guy was so boring. He didn't deserve all these women to be guffawing over him. He was just, he's kind of adult, but he's tall and hot. Right? Yeah. Like, he's an I, FFP. I just don't care. He's a formerly fat person. So he's very oh. he's very kind and emotionally mature, I think. But he's a little, I think he's passive aggressive. He's got some rage in there. But anyway, I'll wrap this up. So they have date number three together. It's unclear whether they've slept together until all three women are lined up the next day at the rose ceremony. Mm-hmm. At which point he... I'm going to spoil this completely now. He eliminates the... No, 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 wait. Oh, oh yeah. He okay. elim- Sorry, no, no, no. He eliminates um, number one, right? Yeah. That he, he didn't sleep her. with. Correct. Uh, she's very mature about their goodbye. It's kind of amazing. And, you know, she's like, it was incredible meeting you. Goodbye. They have a hug. Goodbye. He comes back. And then, but as he's saying, breaking up with the Russian girl, these two are together holding their roses. And... uh. Katie, girl number three, looks to girl number two who has slept with The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I knew, under her breath, she goes, I knew you'd be the only one. Meaning, I knew only you'd be the only one he slept with. So now we know Katie did not sleep with him. And then they're standing there. But the girl who slept with him, I wish I could remember her name. She looks furious. She's pissed off. I forgot to mention. She had told the producers on camera in her one-on-one interview. She's like, I feel completely blindsided because Jake came to tell her the next day, like, I'm going to tell all the women what what we've done. And she's like, no, 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 no. This was our thing. Like, this is private. And he's like, no, I think it's really important to be transparent with everybody. So I've why was she been- blindsided if he told her that he was going to tell him? I, good question. I think they must have had an agreement during the sex or their little private night together. Like, let's just keep this between us. Got it. Yes. And she's like, now you show up at my house with all these cameras telling me like, hey, we fucked. Let's tell America. And Mm -hmm. she's like, "Ah, I wanted to be a little more subtle about it. Although you did sign up to be on The Bachelor. So. Right. (laughs) But she also, she was like, I didn't, I didn't know we were telling everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But the most interesting part is he comes back from the. Can we do leave this as a cliffhanger yes. and come back and tell everyone? Because I this does end in a way that I, there's a reason I asked Anya to tell the story because uh, we're going to come back after this and find out why. 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, all nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. All right, we're back. So the he comes back after letting the first girl go. The two remaining girls, one of whom just goes, I knew you'd be the only one, meaning the only one he slept with. So she knows the girl who slept with him is horrified that he has told this girl and that now her secret that she slept with the bachelor is out. And then what happens? Then Jake is only make, making eye contact with Katie, the woman he has yet number to sleep three. with. Number three. Girl number three. And he's just like, next week's going to be so great meeting your families. Just tunnel vision on Katie. Mm-hmm. Has completely forgotten about the other woman that he had this very special night with. Mm-hmm. And all we see is cutting back to the girl, girl number two, who's furious, pissed off, and is staring at both of them like, all right, I'm just a third wheel here. He's already moved past her. It's, he's over oh. it. He's like focused on Katie. 
And it made me think of getting to I do coming. Now, why Anya? You synthesized this pretty well last night. I was um, texting with you about it because you were filling me in. Why do you think he wasn't? And it's not just about that he slept with her and he's bored with someone he slept with already and he's already conquered it. What is it about a guy sleeping with someone who isn't um, their actual boyfriend that makes this? Why do you think he he liked her less? I think he didn't earn her. Exactly. He didn't earn it, really. It was too easy to come she by. Was still, he was still dating three women when she yeah. said, fine, I'll give you the one thing that is sac- is supposed to be sacred. And I know some women are like, it's not sacred. I love sex. I want to give it. Men look at it as a sacred thing. They want to earn it. And as much as they beg for it and convince themselves that they want it whenever they can get it, they really want it when they've earned it. And they will only... St- really stick around afterwards if they feel like they've earned it and you're right he didn't feel like he earned it because she he didn't he was dating three women still and they i'm sure they did make an adult decision together and i'm sure the moment was great but the problem is it wasn't an exclusive relationship yet and the problem is women more than men have this oxytocin thing that happens where even though we feel amazing in the moment and the sex was great and everything if you break up with us after and choose someone else it is heartbreaking it is heartbreaking. Like it is hard to get over that because we're already bonded somewhat. It, we don't just shake it off. You know what I so, mean? Do you think he's still into this number three girl because she, um, she's still like he hasn't gotten everything that he wants from her yet, and he really has gotten. I mean, sex is kind of like it's no, done with the. I actually don't, and maybe that's a controversial point, but I actually think he like he's always liked her a little. I think they have a deeper connection and like a more lasting connection and she's a little less of a wild card than girl number two girl number two has some like problems mm-hmm. you know so you're a little um, worried about her at the yeah end like because you don't think lot. it's gonna go towards her she's great but they just don't have the salt like the chances solidity she wins. of the other chances she wins percentage wise the Which, girl number two to me low low percentage 20%. right 20 percent. okay okay so it still could happen not likely just my opinion yeah do you think if she didn't sleep with him that he would have uh, been less like. Do you think that was a factor? Do you really believe that? That of uh, of him being more focused on number three. I think it's a factor. Yeah, but yes. I think that ultimately the connection is better with the third girl. I just God. think that they shouldn't have had sex because the girl's going to be heartbroken I when read, he doesn't pick her. Yes, I. It's so much more than if she didn't. I read all the time in dating advice on Reddit of girls saying. I slept with this guy. We had been dating five weeks. I finally slept with him and I haven't heard from him. He went away for a week and he said he'd call me when he got back to town and I haven't heard from him since. And I slept with him the night before he left. Why haven't I? And it's always like, I want to just get in there and go read getting to I do, read getting to I do, read like, and it's the worst name for a book, but it just, sleeping with guys too soon before commitment is always a bad idea. It just is. Also, the thing Jake said, if that is Mm. his name, was Still a red flag. He goes, it was very important to our relationship to make that decision. It was important to further our relationship. And I don't Ugh. think that's the reason she had sex. Like he thinks for them, it was really good for them. It got them farther along. But I don't think that's the reason she had sex. I've had sex with guys because I think that it's going to get us farther along. And that that's okay. the next step. It's like, that's going to push our relationship. Once we've had sex now, he's going to almost feel more close to me but, but to it doesn't him, wor- it doesn't he's work that like, way 
he's like, to Jake, I think it, it means it's a getting a step closer to where Katie and I are. Girl number three. Right. You know, right. like they're not It'll build intimacy. Far. And, and it I doesn't. don't think girl number two had any idea that sh- of that. That he know. was like, trying so to get his, yeah. Girls have sex early on and it comes from like insecurity and they think that it'll move the relationship further yes, ahead. That's why I've done it. Me too. I've done it because I'm like, they, because we only know our own experience. And I know that when I have sex, I feel much closer with someone. It does, it does up my intimacy. It does that for me, but it does not work the same way with men. Brian, can you weigh in on this at all? It removes the, um, the awkwardness that you have during the date of like, oh, am I going to kiss you or can, how, you know, touchy feely can we be? So like, if you have sex, then afterwards that removes a lot of the awkwardness. But I, I will say I've never had like a one night stand that I appreciated. You know, like the earlier, the worse, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can know, you like explain yeah. why? Yeah. Well, I think the first time you have sex with somebody, it's it's already horrible no matter what. It's so awkward no matter <laughs> what. Yeah. I mean, no matter what. And I don't what. think that it makes it better. I've had sex with people and then I go on a date and we're like, we don't know when we can touch each other. I'm like, I was like, my mouth was inches from your asshole. Why is it? Why are we like picking at our food and being so awkward? Like this is, it doesn't necessarily make things that much easier. Alcohol does. But until that would enter my bloodstream, it was still awkward. You can't enter that state again, like right out of the gate. Um, but yeah, t- t- tell me a little bit more about why you think it's, sex I too mean, soon is not great. I mean, I can't tell. I can't speak for all men because I don't feel like I'm a typical. Just do. Okay, well, I think guys. <laughs> the truth is about bros. Speak for the West Coast men. Okay, yeah. Well, the Get West into that Coast mindset. Men. <laughs> The Bro. West Coast man is just flowing with it, and he's like, you know, whatever happens, happens, which I hate. Um, and <laughs> the, the East Coast man is trying to conquer. So I, I think it depends on what coast okay. the man's from. But I, I think, like, the earlier you do it, the the more things that you can discover about the person that you don't like, honestly. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. How like, so? you start Find to see things, things you in, don't like. One time, one time, I, during my year yeah. of dating, uh-huh. I... Uh, I slept with some woman early, and um, while while we were undressing, she she commented that my shoulders didn't have enough hair on them. Mm. She so said, "Do you, you discover shave? things about yourself?" She's like, "Do you shave your shoulders?" And I was mm. like, "No," but I I did get uh, famously with with Tim Convey. I did get uh, laser hair removal on my back and shoulders, yes. and so there's less hair on my shoulders. Then my then my arms and she was like and she was like that's hysterical and I was like well I definitely don't want to date you if the first time yeah. we're doing right. this you're shaming your body shaming me about my shoulder hair oh. like what is and you know what that is that's just her feeling really insecure and needing to call out the thing she's so worried you're gonna do that to her she's doing it to you before you mm. can get to her yeah I, yeah. I think that's what Very that mature. is and yeah. then she and then she went she dated some surf instructor. And I was like, yeah, there's no way he's got hair on his shoulders. No, there's hairless. They're there's hairless. Dolphins. Yeah. Um, final thought. Um, okay, so wait, can we get to some fanthraxes? Is that what we have today? Yeah, I do have some. You want to listen? Okay, let's do some fanthrax, yeah. <laughs> okay, that really got me today for some reason. Okay, um, let's hear what some besties have to say. Okay, let's start off with a voicemail from Hadley. Hello, I'm listening to the most recent episode uh, where you talk about the Reddit post of the people finding 
the crematory smoke in the daytime. Yeah. And it just made me think of my hometown. Um, we had a funeral home that was across the street from a local high school. And the weights room was right across the street and they would open the window to work out and they would have to shut it in the morning because specifically in the morning, they would burn the bodies and the smoke would come out and it was really pungent and smelly. And so they would have to keep the window closed. Um, that's been like a thing forever. Uh, the juicier part about the story is that the funeral home was recently shut down and condemned because the owner was mishandling the bodies. Oh, God. Uh, there was a complaint of a smell like a block away. They did an investigation. Um, they found several like rotting bodies. It's really disgusting and disrespectful and hard to talk about. But um, fetuses <gasps> that had no connection to anyone. And um, what? they have also suspected necrophilia and he's oh, yeah, going to trial sure. and probably going to jail so you should look that up because it's a really interesting case what um, city? also makes me think about a twitter thread i saw today of morticians talking about how they don't like to hire men because they get caught fucking the bodies That's so disgusting. we're never safe um okay cool bye no thank you hadley this is not surprising again male gynecologists like get men out of men are by and large more sexually uh erratic and motivated to do weird stuff so if you want to th- have things not get fucked um God. don't hire men no offense <laughs> like just i would be never a- fuck a dead body of, of course you wouldn't most men wouldn't never. but like there are few women <laughs> fewer women would be motivated to fuck a, a dead corpse than I mean, I used to have a boyfriend that, you know, in, in college stuck his dick in like a peanut butter jar, like just to see yeah. what it was like. Men do mm. weird stuff. They're motivated. Their hormones are going crazy. And um, yeah, that's really disturbing. I have to maintain, though, that I wouldn't mind if someone tried to fuck me when I was dead. I would be almost <laughs> I'm, I, I don't think it's a respectful thing. I'm horrified by that um, that message. But if you are a mortician out there, crematorer. Um, and you come across my body, you can fuck it. Um, if I'm dead, I don't care. I don't I'm think dead. your parents would sign off on that. Well, they don't get to. I'm in charge of my dead body. I get to say I. This is in my living will and my dead one. I don't care if you try to fuck me because I'm dead. But I still don't think it's right to do. Does it matter um, what someone, age you I are consent when to you, you die? Uh, oh man that's that's an interesting one noah wow okay (laughs) um you are like this is almost dealing with the thing of pedophilia where they're like well if they make dummies of kids like is it okay no no no. i'm saying from this age and beyond oh um no if someone wants to fuck my old body when i'm like 90 and die like also fine they can fuck it at any time because i'm dead again if it's before the open casket i'd ask you to have a little respect for my head like let's like keep my head looking okay and not with like come all over it like don't really fuck it up but the rest of my body go at it don't care um have fun he would wipe uh, live it your off. best life i mean he wouldn't just let you go out there covered he would wipe it off no but i feel like it would like dent my like it would just like mush my skin like my face already is dead like i don't need like them like humping my face like it would just just don't don't do it to my face yeah, yeah okay yeah. If this is the least I can ask for. And I have teeth still, I'm guessing, when I die. Um, but that was a fascinating story. And it would be so weird to be working out and then all of a sudden your grandpa's ashes like fly in the room as you're like heaving and hoeing as you're trying to like do a lat pull or whatever. Um, oh my Were God. Were you guys that curious is... at all when she said, I forgot the word, not fetuses? putrid, but like uh, pungent? something about 
pungent. Like, oh, I wonder God. what it smells like. Um, it smells like corpses. Oh, really? Okay. Pungent. It makes me think of like tangy and like like rotting. Pungent. Yeah. Yeah. Pungent yeah. stench. I mean, that's what they always say. People that have smelled a dead body, which I've never smelled a dead human body to my knowledge, but people that have smelled it say it's the most unforgettable, awful scent Ugh. ever. Have you guys ever smelled a dead body? Yes. I of lived a in, bird or a mouse. Yeah, you have? I what? lived in, I didn't No, no, smell. a dead human. I lived in a house where uh, a neighbor uh, passed away and the and we found out because of the smell. Oh. So like you sometimes smelled it. you sometimes you die and you have no one and then you just sit there in your living room until someone dead, smells it. Until someone smells it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was on um, the subway um coming <gasps> home from a Guns N' Roses concert. It, it, it wasn't really Guns N' Roses, it was just like them like reuniting in like this new band and mm-hmm. there was a homeless man on the subway. Mm. And it's like a like this like sour chemical smell. The yes. whole train smelled it. If oh. you, I'll you never can, forget can you it. still smell it now? Yes. Like if you yes, that's that's what they describe it oh, as. Yeah. I'm so grateful I have never smelled it again. Mm. Um well, I hope you smell it soon for that guy who kills possums. Fuck that guy. Oh my god. Who tortures possums? I hope that guy that smell emits from his house soon. I hope someone traps him and lets him just fucking die in a cage. I hate that asshole so much. <laughs> Literally, I, I hope he dies. Um, okay, next uh, anthrax. Okay, let's uh, hear this one. From I hate Abby. him. Sorry, Hi, Nikki, Noah, and Anya. Um, I was just listening to the episode where Nikki, you were talking about how you used to go into chat rooms in like the late nineties and talk to those wolf people. <laughs> yeah. And kind of um, make fun of them, them. but it made me think about how when I was like 14 with my best friend, Sarah Jones, we would go into those chat rooms and we were talking to this guy and his name was Ryan Sarge. And we used to like send him pictures and we would pretend like it was our pussies, but it was like our lips from our face and we'd hold our hair in front of our lips and then scan it on my dad's scanner in his office. And then we'd send him those and pretend it was our pussy. And he was like, you would need to shave. And so we just stopped talking to him. Um, oh, my anyway, God. Ryan that's what Sarge. we would do in chat rooms. Love you. Juicy pussy. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I can just see these little girls like slamming their faces into a scanner, like the dad's scanner, lifting up that screen and like it clanking on their head as they just like smush their faces. That's so I have smart. one at home. Now I know what I'm doing with my afternoon. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, that is so funny. Did you ever um go in chat rooms, Brian? You're of the age. How old are you again? Thirty seven? Uh thirty five. And I I okay. have uh tell your face. I have <laughs> <laughs> two years but it makes a difference. You know, I did so actually you... get I got Botox yesterday for my jaw. What? Really? Yeah, I got you Botox. Have a beard. I got That's Botox. Already... It's not for wrinkles. It's because I have uh, excruciating pain in my jaw. Oh, and they injected me with right? Botox. Anxiety about dying. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I clench my teeth at night thinking yeah. about all the the horror of <laughs> not existing. Yeah. I constantly because yeah. you sometimes wake up screaming. You, this is oh yeah. You do not want to sleep in the same bed. You're with like me. the song anti-hero. I wake up screaming from dreaming. dreaming one, day one day I'll day. watch as I'm leaving. Um, yes. that is so funny. Okay, so you got Botox in your jaw. That's awesome. Oh yeah, and um, it feels so much better. Well, you know, I think it takes a few days to like kick in, but mm-hmm. I have to say, the first yeah. day, this is the first morning, uh-huh. and I do feel a little better. Yes, I okay. feel a little better. 
That's cool. Yeah. I just got Botox in my forehead because I... Um, Your forehead have, is clenching? Yeah, I've been stressed she about aging. screaming at her at <laughs> yeah, aging. That, I, that, that I've slept on, my, slept on my pillow the wrong way. Oh, my God. It um, is exactly like that. Uh, that's exciting. Okay, so let's listen to the... Oh, yeah. Wait, I was going to ask you about chat rooms, but we'll talk about that another time. Let's go to another Fanthrax. Okay. Um... Do you want sad advice or like regular advice? Sad advice. Because okay. I feel bad not saying sad advice. Like that would encourage okay, people whoops. to not tell me sad things. All right. And I want to be, yeah, let's do sad. Hello, Nikki, Noah, and probably Sonia. Sorry in advance, my question's a bit of a sad one. I just wanted to pull the group on a money-ish question since that's kind of been one of the topics as of late. When just thinking about how when Anya brought up um, yearly earnings versus what you would spend on a hotel room, for example. Yeah. My dog was diagnosed with cancer this week. Mm. So I'm just trying to wrap my head around what's an appropriate number? What is something that makes sense for a seven-year-old dog? He mm. just seems so young. You know, we all expect mm. to have a lot more time. It's not always the case. Uh, he, sorry, I'll say it again. He's seven years old. He's a bull mastiff cross. He's about 135 pounds. He's mm. got human eyes. <laughs> I just want to hear what you ladies would do if you were in my shoes. I'm in Canada, so chemo costs are a little bit higher down here for us. Anyways, wow. hoping, <laughs> sorry, he just snored. <laughs> hoping you guys can make this a little light and give some advice for me and anyone else who's been in my situation what you think we should do oh jacked up pet bill <laughs> jacked up pet bill um man i'm so sorry next one i'm just kidding um <laughs> this next question no this sucks i'm so so sorry what is her name again uh it's anonymous okay um i'm so sorry that about your dog of seven years it's fucking terrible my sister's dog just had to be put down last week because of probably cancer issues like just tumors and um just too much complications also like a hundred and something pound dog um 12 years old though so a little bit more life behind it to justify like okay maybe it's time for it to to go so um i can't you know i wish i would have know how, like how much you like you shouldn't go homeless saving your dog i don't think right like we have to that's i, I would financially but then there's always like go fund me's and you're like well, yeah maybe i could get people to donate enough and and do something like um try every avenue i i th i i would measure how horrible it would be for your dog to go through this and what the outcome how much life and what kind of what the quality of life would be for your dog the nice thing about having animals and i have to say that this even though this is a sad thing you can euthanize them unless unlike humans where you just have to wait for them to choke on their own vomit and die or like just die of old age like you can put them out of their misery 
and give them like a nice send off surrounded by like love and they kind of just go to sleep and it's painless and it's humane. And that is like a cool thing that we get to do for our pets. So it's not as much as it is like a horrible thing like and that it is kind of your choice and it feels like, oh, I'm choosing to kill my dog. Like you're choosing to to not have it suffer as is my thought. Like a lot of people think that because I'm vegan, I never want dogs to like be put down or like cats and stuff. And I'm actually a big advocate for putting animals down when they're suffering or when they have to spend their lives in a small cage. I think they should. I think in a lot of ways it'd be better to just put them down because it's just the worst life to be lonely in a cage. Um, so I just would weigh the suffering and in terms of money, I mean, what do you, what do you, what are your guys' thoughts? I think that definitely how much money she makes factors in, but I will say this, there is an option between putting the dog down and chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. And that is, just letting nature take its course. I I was visiting a farm one time and they had this dog who had cancer for like four or five years. Mm -hmm. And there was a tumor growing on its back that was literally the size of like a couch cushion. <laughs> it, was, it was like the size of it was like cra like we'd see this thing and be like, isn't is that a did you need to do something about that? And the and the farmer was like, just letting it go. And yeah. Uh, the dog was perfectly happy. It had a tumor right. the size of a couch cushion, but it was running around. It was eating its food. It was still, you know, and like that was like four Kids or five years. Kids were sitting on it and riding it to school. Maids were fluffing it, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and people yeah. were finding coins underneath it. In the I'm with Brian. Keys. My friend just went through this with uh, her dog, and um, you know they did what they could. And this is a very wealthy friend, yeah, but the, ultimately the dog just basically you know, was living with cancer for a few years and they gave it a good send off and had the vet come to the house and euthanize it. Uh, that and was $15,000 to have that private <laughs> person No, it's come not to the that house. much. It's yeah. not that much. Mm -hmm. um, but I would also, yeah, like Nikki said, like what, how much is this chemotherapy? How much is this in relation to what you make? Do not feel badly if you have to make the choice to euthanize the dog, but also it's talk to the vet. Two salary. Oh wait, that's a wedding ring. <laughs> <laughs> talk to the vet about how how the dog's life would be if it could just live with this for. Yeah, you know. yeah. There's no guarantee. Just because you're diagnosed with cancer does not mean you're going to die in you know two months. I know. That dog could I, live for, for some five reason. Years. When I I start, I remember not that long ago. Like I just started, uh, my world opened up. Maybe on. Uh, Instagram or something to people who just live with cancer and they're just like I have cancer for 20 years now I'm like wait what uh, like you can I mean I don't know anything about cancer so I should just sh shut the fuck up but um, yeah I think that's an interesting option of just like letting nature take its course until life is so miserable for your dog and then doing what's necessary to like uh, ease its pain and, and send it off to the next realm that it will um, experience. If Or you can get your dog to do DMT now and you guys can do it together <laughs> and you can both accept that it's um, you'll be together in some other realm. Um, Noah, as someone who had a dog that died of cancer, right? Cancer, yeah. Yeah. Prostate what are cancer. your thoughts? So um, I think I'm like in between Brian and Anya. Definitely talk to the vet, see what the dog's quality of life is. And also what your quality of life will be. Like, for example, with my dog, Bruno, the tumor grew in a way where I I would have to get him over to the hospital and, and they'd put a catheter to empty his 
bladder. So that was not like a thing I was going to do to keep my dog alive for another five years. Um, also, I want to say that um, I was very lucky because the the doctor that um, in the emergency hospital, Verg in Brooklyn, he um, runs a, like a pet rescue charity for people who can't afford um, medical expenses or um, rescuing um, animals that don't have homes and stuff like that and, and providing them with medical treatment. And when I like, I, so I, I would drive my dog Bruno like an hour and a half out of the city just to save money on the vet than have like being in New York city. And when I was like, Oh, you know, can I just like wait one more day before you put the catheter, the the catheter in and and take him to his regular vet. So I think he like, you know, he, he knew that I was concerned about the bills. So, um, he was just like, don't worry about it. And he like entered me as a candidate into this pet rescue mission um, thing, like totally unbeknownst to me because he knew what was going to happen and he didn't want that stress on me. It was like very, very kind. Yeah. Um, and then in return, I started a GoFundMe for Bruno and I, I, I paid the money back for for someone else to have the same um, experience that I had. So there yeah. are organizations out there that you can reach out to and they're very like sympathetic and kind and you know just like weigh it all together but also I think a very important thing is to take into consideration the the costs of um euthanizing your dog which is a very hard thing to look at and also what you're going to do with the body and how much that costs oh right I mean is it a lot and it's 130 pound can you have someone fuck your dog (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that for a discount (laughs) (laughs) yeah for a discount that should be an option that should be an option you should be able to check that off before you die for a discount (laughs) you let the mortician you know honestly wait a second that sucks that it's so so if is it free if you're like just throw them in the dumpster is it free well i i buried bruno in someone's backyard so that was free for me so that was free yes okay that's good did you was that hard to dig Oh my god. Well, yes. It Digging into hard. the ground is so hard. I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer in he there's multiple stories of him trying to exhume bodies to fuck them and he would always get tired because he's like it's so much deeper than you think and the ground is so cold and wet and hard. And that's always what I remember is like digging a grave is a lot harder than people think it is. Most people give up and that's why bodies are found after like a light flooding is because people don't dig them deep enough. That's why it's like it has to be 6 feet. But, it, you know, it's hard to get down that far. Did you ever hear that that Norm MacDonald bit about what he would do? Uh, it's on his, le- his last album where he's like, I would go into the woods and I would dig a very, very, very deep grave. Did you ever hear that bit? <laughs> no, no, no. What is Uh-oh. it? Well, that's the bit. I mean, I, I don't want to. I can't do it justice. <laughs> okay. so. But like when Norm MacDonald says it, it's funny. But uh, yeah, I have to say that there was a friend of mine who had a a problem with their animal and they were like, do I do I what do I do? Like, um, I I have this animal that is like bites everyone and it's like causing my life so much turmoil. Do I like take take a risk and fly out to go get it and think it's not going to bite my life and fuck it up? And I was like, you should just put it down. (laughs) He keeps suggesting people 
put down their animals this week. And I swear to God, I I fucking love animals, but like, why am I the only one who ever thinks that it's a good idea to just like put things? But I'm also, you know, slightly suicidal and have those ideations where I'm like, I think death is a sweet release. So I'm always kind of like, I think that's the better option. So I don't want people to misconstrue me telling this girl to put her dog down as like, I'm being heartless and like careless. I'm actually just coming at it from a perspective of someone who like I hope someone puts me down like I hope there's the option for euthanization when I get to the point where I'm in so much pain instead of just waiting for it to because I because people are too scared to like see me die they just have to watch me die from natural causes so that was my point there but it is hilarious to me that this week on the girls chat i gave advice for someone to put down their cat and no one co-signed on it everyone was like i think there's a different perspective here and i was the first to be like oh me 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 put your cat down i was like i'll go with you to do it not because i'm like excited for this cat to die but i'm just like i'll go i just don't you. see another option i just don't but obviously there's many other options so Thank you for your sad um, fan thrax. It didn't turn out to be very funny because we were able to make some jokes, but I am really, really sorry for what you're going through. And it makes me just, yeah, animal suffering is just too much to comprehend and you got to make jokes. So thank you for the disturbing dark fan thraxes today, guys. Good job. Keep them coming. We will get to them at some point. Um, I am on tour again this weekend. If you are in Spokane, Washington or um, Eugene, Oregon, in those areas, I will be there this weekend. And then the weekend after that, I think I'm... Oh, I'm in Palm Springs on a girls trip. And then the weekend after that, I'm going to be in Las Vegas. Are there any other dates that I can plug, Anya, that you know of? It's not till April 14th in Bethlehem, PA, and then April 15th in Hampton, New Hampshire. Yes. And then Tucson, and, Arizona. And, and April then Tucson, 27th. Arizona. April 27th. I'm going to see Taylor Swift on April 2nd. That's a big deal. Yes. Um, I wow. also... Uh, watch the Kennedy Center Awards this Sunday uh, for the Mark Twain Prize for um, Adam Sandler. That'll be on CNN on Sunday night. Um, watch the iHeart Music Radio Awards on Monday night. I will be a special presenter on those awards. So I think that's on Fox. You can watch that. Exciting. And um, Brian, do you have a podcast right now that we can promote? No, I don't have a podcast. Okay, well, just follow Brian Frangi on Instagram, Brian Frangi. Um, support Anya Marina as always come see me on tour and uh, yeah yeah don't be cool and just put your dog down easy answer looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results but also empower you with a sense of complete control enter Conair Girlbomb your secret weapons for smooth sleek results made just for women from the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they are in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.